Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. By the way, I just saw, I just saw Demi um, in the bar before and she was saying that currently my hair looks like the um, bad guy in an 80s rom-com that she has to leave at the altar for the cool schlub. It looks like I'm getting married. <laughs> <laughs> Make a hundred mistakes and make a hundred more But don't worry, cause that's what time travel's for You can always go back and try again And if you go back and kill your friends You can always go back and fix your pieces You can always go back Death to all traitors such is the pronouncement handed on high by those who serve the Marshal of the Great War himself, Ambrose Ravenloft. The penalty for sedition, immorality, and betrayal is to be shot four times through the head by X-men, expert marksmen until you are dead. What happens if you survive the four? Then, then you they're go, just going making... your merry way. <laughs> what, are the, what are the shoot spots there? Through the head. The four I, spots. I, 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 I. And then holding up a smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> like anchor points, you know? It's like... Oh. Eh, eh, oh. And they make you... So you have to smile? <laughs> if you don't, it hurts more. <laughs> but if you do this, it makes it harder for them. <laughs> but if they do, what a bullseye. <laughs> The penalty is death. Shot through the head, shot through the head, shot through the head, and then shot through the head in the name of Barovia, a new nation proud, a new nation born out of suffering, a new nation born out of a war with Netheril that it finally won, that now finds itself in a war with Carcosa. Oh, I see what you did there with the truth. (laughs) (laughs) That it must win yet to survive. The dragon friends have been surrounded, their blanket taken from them cruelly. And they have been dragged to the podium that marks their execution, each of them standing on a blood stain that is all that is left of some poor fool that crossed Ambrose Ravenloft. Your hands are chained, your legs are chained, you are chained together as a sergeant wearing a mask as black as the mask of his four marksmen lifts his sword on high and announces... The five of you are summoned here under the light of Paylor to answer for your crimes. The murder of Commissar Percival Dyatlov in cold blood and the murder of Gary. <laughs> who did nothing wrong and likes podcasts. These murders were... I'm wit- sorry, I, I hadn't planned that one. I'd written the other one, obviously, because I had time, <laughs> but I didn't think you'd do a murder between... <laughs> when I finished writing this and now. So, sorry to Gary. That's a little rushed. (laughs) The murder was witnessed. Your pleas are irrelevant. If any should speak up for these four doomed souls, let them speak now. And he turns and looks at Junior Commissar Bludov Rudney Rudney. 
who shakes his head sternly. So be it. Marksman and the four pick up their heavy crossbows and point them. Ready. And the air is still. Aim. Wait! I have a confession. (laughs) That's not what we're doing now. (laughs) Well, you all stopped though, didn't you? Theatrical. Yeah, the the priest is looking at you and he puts up a finger and cowed by religious fervor, they all take a second. This is all my fault. This (gasps) whole thing. For I am the father of Byron in (laughs) Trireval. And my son is a very naughty boy. (laughs) Look, I wasn't there to raise him. You know, I I was asleep the whole time. (laughs) Twenty... 25 years and then I came back and I did my best to shape him in my image but then I went to sleep again and slept through the rest okay, of Okay, you're his... losing them. Okay, but then look, he yes, did he kill Strad and his brother Sergei and Irina Kolyanov? Yes. Is it my fault? Yes. Was it your sword? Yes, it was my sword. I even gave him the sword. Take my life. And spare my friends, for for I, I am the one who deserves to be punished. Wait! I second this motion. (laughs) (laughs) And um, Father O'Greers, in his capacity as, I guess, confessor at this point, um, says... I'm sure you did the best you could. I did. (laughs) But it wasn't good enough, and I, for that I should be punished. And uh, O'Greers is kind of like not quite sure. Like he's looking to the like um, commissar to see if do we relay this message or. And the commissar, who has a small um, gnomish earpiece with a wire leading up to a building beside him, <laughs> is listening to the earpiece and is talking into it. And he looks, and he sadly, it seems shakes his head. What if we told you some other stuff he did? (laughs) Like, we we got a whole bunch of stuff that Baston did. So we could really just... We could put it all on him. You know? Like like, like what? What do you mean? Oh, what's he done? Um... Actually, mostly it's been me, hasn't it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) God. Has he done anything bad? He's pretty noble. Fuck. While this is happening, can you... Clumsy. Bobby, can you make a perception check with me because of your preternatural lupine hearing? Uh, It's a hot eight, Dave. Okay, cool. So none of you noticed at that point that there is a drop in the air pressure. Is anything else you wanted to say? God. I mean, I... I, I, Is there any... Can we negotiate out of this at all, Father Oridden? Well, I mean, it would be a a good negotiation start is getting the name of the person you're bargaining with. This is an embarrassing moment for you, Frizo, and it's not very often that I throw you a lifeline, but at that moment, there is a huge explosion to the east and a wave cloud of dust flies over as everybody is rocked 
off their feet, including all of you, including you, Bobby, who didn't hear the drop in pressure. So all of you quickly make for me a dexterity save, DC 13. I will make it for the guards now. Pass. Can you make it for Rhiannon as well? That's a hot one, baby. Hot one, two. Oh, double ones. Double ones. Snake eyes. I got it. Passes. Oh, I'm lucky. I get to roll again. Sorry. That's a three. Okay, great. (laughs) I passed. Everybody. Okay, so... Bizarrely, um, Baston manages to stay to his feet as all of the other dragon friends fall off the podium, but he's chained to them, so his moment of triumph <laughs> no. is ultimately meaningless. Does he have a second, though, of composure? He sees, yeah, for a second. So he sees at this moment um, Father O'Greer's, mm. the two of them lock eyes, mm. and O'Greer's says, Keep watching me, Baston. Okay. All right. Whoop! So there's a moment And and does he do anything else? Uh, Yeah, he pulls out two crossbows Okay From from his habit Crossbows? Like small ones, right? Small hand crossbows And he takes out, I don't know As much of the firing squad as he can Which would be two Yep (laughs) (laughs) No, unless he can kind of like kebab them Yeah, no, okay No, sure So yeah He just blam blams them So Baston, as the chain The slack of the chain is disappearing As all of your friends fall behind the podium You see suddenly the figure of the priest Mouth something to you Pull out two hand crossbows And shoot the sergeant and one of the marksmen um, Dead And the last thing you see before your eyes go up And the chain falls over to the side Is he pulls from underneath his habit in the sand a huge canvas wrapped parcel and slides it down across the dirt in front of all of you. You are on the ground and at that moment the wave of dust covers the courtyard obscuring everyone's vision. You are all now blind and we go into initiative order which means that Baston, you actually go first. So I'm chained to them. You are chained to them. You have Uh, five foot slack between all of you. Can I? Okay, I want to start crawling towards the package. Okay, great. So Come on, we've got mail. Make the. <laughs> you sort of know where it was. Make an athletics check for me. Oh, yeah, yeah, Six. Okay. You lurch yourself forward. Um, Bobby, can you. You're on the ground as you start rolling, feeling yourself being tugged northwards, but you are also next. That's a natural 20. Okay. Great, I don't know what you were rolling oh, for, I, but I congratulations. Was like, uh, he was Does it ro- make you feel good? <laughs> he was rolling f- t- for winning the game. So. <laughs> no, I was like feeling around for the mail. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you didn't know. You didn't no, see. No, he said, I mean, boys, we've, we've got, got mail. mail. He said, we've got mail. Oh, great. And I heard right. a thud, presumably. Excellent. All right, you drag yourself forward as well, and you feel canvas in front of you because Baston has already travelled far enough, and it's tightly wrapped. Make for me a dexterity check if you want. Uh, that's a... That's a 13. A 13. All right. You start to untie it. It's going to take another te- second to unwind it. Suddenly there is a figure that crashes into the side of you. It must be one of the guards oh, no. who leaps forward, making an attack with disadvantage and misses you. But he's scrabbling with you in the dirt. Filled, you're up next. Uh, I'm pretty angry, Dave. Yeah? Ooh. Why are you angry? Oh, because I got dust in my mouth. <laughs> don't taste very good. Doesn't yeah, take much. like those candies. <laughs> exactly. Oh, can I have them? You yeah. fly into a... Ra- <laughs> We agreed! You fly into a rage. Um, and I have got... Uh, can I get the order of um, me uh, re my friends on a big rope, please? Yes, absolutely. The order is that uh, Baston is tied to Bobby, who is tied to Filge, who is tied to Frizo, who is tied by a very short chain of rope to Mr. Burrito, a.k.a. Dunaface. Hello! <laughs> you all have five foot slack between you. Frizo has like three links. 
What is the weapon that I had when we did another adventure where it's things on the end of a oh, chain? It was incredible. A it spike a, chain. I so powerful. A human Wonderful spike weapon. Chain. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to use my friends as a spike chain. Okay. Wait, what? Like I'm, all right, I'm like, everybody, hands over chest. You, prof- you are proficient in the weapon. It, they are very heavy. So make for me an athletics check. Uh, yeah, that's 21. <laughs> All right, well, that's not enough to knock oh, yes. everybody off their feet, but that is not enough to knock pitiful so, Friezo. So you grab Friezo and you throw him? Well, yeah, so... Where are you I'm throwing me, Phil? Towards the guard. So I'm like, stand up, like, ah! And then I, like, flick. That'll be Friezo and Burrito. Yeah, Friezo bur- and Burrito bur- towards that guard. Burrito's a freebie. He's like paper hollow bones, so... <laughs> But given that he's the extent of the chain, he's going to hit first. Yeah, uh, you're going to you're going to hit first, and then he's going to wrap around and get them from behind. I think is how it's going to work. And probably hit you. Tag team, baby, let's go. Okay, yeah. you don't know who you're attacking, so you're attacking random shapes. No, uh, no the guard. No, but oh. there's you can't see, so make a perception check with disadvantage because you're blind. Oh my god, a 16, 17. Yeah. You see, you attack, you hit a guard with free so. Duna goes wee. <laughs> The guard takes 12 hit points of damage. Friezo takes 9 points of damage. What? The d- Everyone takes the same amount of damage. You're all hitting each other. The physics of it doesn't matter. Uh, Dunaface takes 7 points of damage. And you um, charge forward, Phil. You can also attack. You've got a bonus. Who else can I see? Can I? See? You've seen this person. So you can charge them. Is or you he can, not dead yet? You can try and hit oh, them. So I've knocked him down? You can try and hit them, I guess, with Bobby as well. Wait, I've got the mail. Um, yeah, I'm going to try and wrap Bobby around Second attack. his neck with my chain. Second attack. <laughs> Bobby, your hands almost having untied <laughs> the canvas. Suddenly you feel the chain go, like, as you fly up into so I don't the... Ha- I don't have a chance to, like, a no, saving throw to grab onto it? No, you weren't finished, unfortunately. Well, I would have had my fingers in the... Make for me a strength saving throw. Eight. <laughs> It scatters open and then you can see a, sh- a, a luck blade moon sword. You can see the oh, hammer, the thunder's see. wake. Oh, you can okay. see oh, a scimitar oh, of speed. You can see a magical mirror ska- tightly wrapped in canvas. But all of them go out of your hands as you fly up into the air and hit a guard. In Don't the- need them. Got my friend. <laughs> Friendship is the greatest weapon of I all. I don't want you. I don't want you to be offended by this. But you are—they're medium creatures. You're a small creature, so you are going to do less damage to the guard but hitting I him. But I'm wrapping. The, I'm wrapping Bobby around his neck. Yeah, he's restrained by Bobby. What Absolutely. Like oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what if he goes like that? Yeah. I, so Bobby, you're ta- you get a free grapple. I'm oh, going to say. Oh wait, what's the moon? What? Is it night time? It's your. <laughs> It's the middle of the day oh, okay. and you're in a no, dust no, cloud. No, it is night time. Oh, it is night time. Oh, my God. Okay. Here's... Don't boo me. Uh, here's what we're going to do. All right. It's a 10-day... As everybody knows, it's obviously it's a 10-day cycle. Um, five days of... Yes. So, we're going... This. I didn't make a decision about this. I'm going to let you roll for it. So... You have 3d10, and you need to roll 25 or higher. And what happens if he gets 25 or higher? Then the moon is full enough that Bobby can change. 
Uh, what was it? So Twenty-five. Didn't no, I didn't get it. Clunks his head on the guard. The guard <laughs> takes four points of damage. It's a harvest moon. It's beautiful, but it's not potent. And you, Bobby, take eight points of damage yourself. Oh. That's Phil. Just go, and it is now Frizo's go. Frizo, um, all the weapons are scattered at your feet. Uh, but unfortunately, no, but I'm wrapped around the guy. Right? Yeah, the weapons are scattered out of reach, and but, there is uh, a man hugging you, having the time of his life. Okay, so, but the, the guard who we're around... He's almost dead, yeah. He's grappled. Yeah, yeah, Bobby's yes. on his face, like so a face hugger. So I've got hugger. advantage against him, Dave. I take the sword and I say... There's no... His sword... Oh, you have... Mine, the, I've got my sword. You do? That I stole from... No, Gary, no, hang on. I think his name is. They it's chained you sword. to the podium, but they let you keep the sword. Yeah, well, I probably hid it in my mouth or whatever Bobby did. <laughs> <laughs> Never, sword swallowing, Dave, sword swallowing. He's got a sword. You can take his sword. I take his sword, Dave, and I say, Father O'Greedon, I got something else to confess. Uh, and that's a 19 my plus my name. strength <laughs> Strength attack Oh, it's plus zero uh, Does 19 hit? Yes, 19 hits Do I kill him? Yes, how much did you roll? What, 19? Yeah, that's to hit, that's to hit Oh, I don't know how to use a sword No, just, you're a spellcaster, aren't you? Okay, you take, he takes, oh, yeah, 11 points He's dead He's dead Yay! Yes, cheer the death you Wait, animals. what did Father O'Grieden say? That's not his name oh. <laughs> But it still counts that I confessed him if you like! <laughs> okay, great. What it means, you I just confess things to Paylor directly! <laughs> the sergeant and one of the other guards crashes in through. The, the sergeant can't find anyone. Guys, Slashing. that was a great joke about the difference between Catholicism and <laughs> He's Angus. dead. The sergeant slashes wildly but misses. And as you can see, the other marksman charges towards you, pulls out a short sword and stabs Baston. Hits an 18 is going to hit. He does 13 points of damage to you, Baston. Son and he grins as he pushes down on it. And then his eyes roll up white. And he falls in front of you with a short crossbow quarrel in his neck as you see the figure of... Father O'Greers, he's reading a book, who <laughs> looking up who is standing by the door, yeah, beckoning to all of you. Yeah, and he says to Frizo, I'm going to level with you, mate. I'm not really a priest. Woo-wah-wee-wah. <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, we've done a lot of great killing. Um... <laughs> But come with me. <laughs> and, and he dives through the doorway. Baston, you're next. Oh, let's go. This is very exciting. <laughs> the doorway's 20 feet away. Uh, all right. So I we s- all run together? Yeah. Wait, are we still attached to dead people? No, no everyone's alive. alive. Like, like we're, we're like unwrapped around the people we were. You're no, I, cut, I cut him right Because he's dead, you're, you're fine. All right, let's go. I, I, I lead the way. So you oh. scoop... And wait, pick up the package and go. Okay, yep. scooping up the weapons is enough time for guards that are stationed in the building around you to start firing four guards. Two shots hit. The, the cloud, by the way, is starting to dissipate one now. One of them hits me? One of them, no, I'm just, one of them hits a random one of you, which is one hits Bobby and one hits nice. Baston. Okay, I'm going to use my deflect missiles ability because I'm a monk. How much damage does it do, Dave? Okay, well, give me a second. It does nine points of damage to Bobby. You take nine points of damage, Bobby, and it does five points of damage to you. Okay, so I roll eight. I rolled 16, which reduces the damage to zero. I can spend a key point to throw it back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you grab the arrow, you throw it back, make an attack okay, for me. here we go. AC 14. I rolled a one. <laughs> it stabs you through the hand. That's D&D, baby. <laughs> And you take five hit points of damage. So close. So very close. 
The rest of you all scoop up your weapons and you follow out of the choking dust. And you can hear now the sound of guards running, rushing, but they are rushing not towards you. They are rushing to the east where the explosion was set off. As you see now, there is the figure of the priest who has pulled his stall aside to reveal a roll of lockpicks and is working feverishly at an interior door. So I reckon we've got about three to four minutes before they figure out that was a diversion. So quick sticks. He's working at the door. Can They're, I assist? Yeah, make an adv- yeah, you can make a... In fact, here, Father, make a roll with advantage because Bobby's helping you. You roll an 11 and a 19, which means that the door clicks open. What about the door that you guys have come through? Because there are more people still in the courtyard. I'll, I'll boff it closed. You'll boff it? Yes, I'll boff. <laughs> <laughs> this is a podcast. You yeah, can't... I'll, I'll use my body to boff it closed. <laughs> Wonderful. I'll boff it closed. Okay, the door is boffed closed. Make... Uh, and you, so you, you, you're going to try and close it. There is a athletics. Yeah, is that what a buff? Ch- I don't know yes. what a buff check is. Yeah, Dave, it's a buff check. It's well, a buff check, Dave. Buff, do you think buffing is sleight of hand, Dave? Does it sound like sleight of it's hand? It's kind of like athletics. athletics. <laughs> oh, I mean, you yeah. can use it in acrobatics as well if you'd prefer. No, oh, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Did I, you buff badly? I, I don't buff so well. <laughs> okay, well the door is it remains unbuffed as. <laughs> Another figure is trying to desperately get through. We're still in initiative order. That was Baston. So, Bobby, you can see a figure starting to sneak through the door, trying to get their hand purchased so that they can get it open. Bobby, boff the door! <laughs> Please don't boff the door. Okay, I do an athletics check for the boff. That's a one. Lucky. Unlucky, so I get to roll. Unlucky, so I roll again, and that's a eight. The door remains unboffed. And O'Grears is just like, what the fuck are you two doing? <laughs> We're trying to boff it. Oh, right, right you are. Bobby... Bobby, you take another six points of damage. Oh, fuck. Filge still singing red. The door is open. You can race down or you can try and close the door in any way that you want that doesn't start with B. Dave? Yep. I'm a buff that door! Oh! Buff that door! And it, you said it was athletics check, was it? I have no idea. <laughs> athletics check. Oh, yeah, that's a 16. God. That's, uh, it sounds it like a buff. The door is buffed, and the guy that was trying to get through it, I guess, explodes. He dies. He dies. Yeah. He, dies. Yeah. he dies. That's buffing rules, Dave. Yeah. He dies. Like, Wait, the door is buffed. Anything else? The prophecy was true. And then he explodes. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else I should know? And he just dies? Oh, we, we get 100 gold coins each as part of buffing? <laughs> he explodes and turns into gold coins. Yeah, yeah. and his soul goes to hell. Sonic <laughs> style. <laughs> Yeah, he explodes like Sonic. <laughs> okay, I mean... I'm gonna... You guys know my rule, which is that I don't look things up in the player's handbook during a game. So I'm gonna look this up when I get home. And if this isn't a rule, you oh, can't... If, a, if, a, if someone with an armor car class below, like, 15 runs into a boffed door, yeah. they, explode they explode like Sonic like and then go to hell. Like yeah. Dave, obviously. Read the handbook, Dave. Honestly, Dave, I feel like you don't even bother preparing for these things anymore. It's really disappointing. COVID changed you, bro. Yeah. You used to care about the rules. Bing, 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 bing. Oh, it's now my turn, Dave. Obviously, I recoup some of the gold coins. <laughs> Congratulations, you get 100 gold coins. No, 50. 50 of the coins were on the outside. Why am I arguing this? 
Uh, with, the, with, 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 the tour, with the door boffed closed, Dave, I turn my attention to Father O'Dreary. <laughs> Father O'Greers? It's not his real name. He just said he pretended, so he really shouldn't be so precious oh, about that's it. that's true. Has raced down past the door, and you can see that there are... There, is, there are steps cut into the stone. There is a stone plinth in front and he's pulling what seems to be ampules, glass ampules of powders and oils and he's quickly mixing um, up a sort of plasticine-like substance in his hands, kneading it together by the door. And I have to say, these steps are strangely familiar. There is a small voice in the back of your head that is screaming at you Ooh, that you've oh, we've been down seen this before. this before. Father O'Gringo. Yeah. <laughs> it seems to me that you're trying to bliff open this door. Yeah, I'd stand back if I was you and could you boff the door on top of the stairs, please? <laughs> so he's bliffing that. I'm going to boff this door, okay, Dave? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do you want to make a quick intelligence check to see if you've seen this before? Yeah. Memory check or intelligence check? What's it? Yeah, you're just making it. Make a, a history check. Just a little history check. Eleven plus history is oh seven. Fuck, I'm great at history. Eighteen. Wait, what? Eleven plus seven is eighteen. Oh, you rolled an eleven. Okay, you're you have a high intelligence. Uh, no, huh. I think I'm just good at history. Oh, he's good at history. It says plus seven. Can I see your character sheet? <laughs> obviously, Dave, there's a lot of Give me the character sheet. <laughs> there's a lot of different fonts on that. That's just because the app was messing up. Dave's I like, what is my character I sheet? Just, I, I just haven't been thinking. I haven't checked in on you for a while. And you tend to add like 15 to 20 to any role that you... Dave's looking at the sheet going, wait a minute. This is just a crude drawing of me trying to suck my own dick. <laughs> Isn't a character sheet at all. And, and every, Dave knows it's him because he's Every mad. other member of the Dragon Friends sheets are covered in notes. We've been using these for years. Hings is a printout that is completely clean. <laughs> That's not true. Look on the back. It's a drawing of you sucking yourself up. <laughs> it just says boinkus oinkus. Absolutely kills me is he gets plus seven to history. Uh, now that's a boinkus oinkus. Oh, is boinkus what they were calling me in the in the trenches? Oh, but we're calling banknote. They were, banknote. Yeah, they were calling banknote yeah. boinkus. Friezo. Banknote is now the ham. Gotcha. Sorry. Who knows why you, you duck back up the stairs as there is a low controlled explosion and the plinth opens, revealing a dark space beyond. And at that moment, your brain clicks as you realize that you are heading into the family mausoleum underneath Castle Ravenloft, where Strahd and his family were interred, that you will visit 800 years in the future or six years in the past. Time travel's tricky. (laughs) Oh. Let's steal a corpse. (laughs) A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. What do I want to do here? I well, need we to leave to get... a message for past Frizo to find in the future. But he didn't find it. So, too late. 
But maybe getting... he will. Maybe if I leave a message, it'll change the course of time, and then in the future will be great. Might be getting a bit lateral, guys. We're here to... Uh, Baston's nailed it. We're here to yeah, steal yeah, a corpse. Yeah, we want to get the... So I, I would know where where Petrina Colliana's... It looks... It would be in the same place. Yeah, this, the, the room... There, the, there's a catacomb below here with a central space that is broken off into small individual crypts, each of them with a sarcophagi and a beautiful fresco. And there is a sort of strange luminescence beyond that means even in this low light, you can see in a blood red, tragic, romantic wash over the entire space of these frescoes. You can see portraits above three rooms. The rest of the alcoves are empty of the heroes of the war against Netheril. You can see one fresco of Strad von Zarevich, patron of this place and founder of these people. You can see his brother, esteemed diplomat, Sergei von Zarevich, and you can see his bride, Petrina Velikovna, Karkosin beauty, diplomatic genius. The three of them are laid out. There are three sarcophagi inside these recesses, and sitting on top of each sarcophagi is a weapon. Old darkened with age, daggers on the sarcophagi of Strad and Sergei, and still gleaming, still pure and beautiful, the name sword of Sergei von Zarevich sitting on top of this sarcophagi of Petrina. First of all, really great lighting in these alcoves, a lot of mood. Wow. Okay. So I'm just going to take this sword. And as you reach for the sword, O'Greers oh, no. um, also reaches for it. Oh, okay. This is awkward. Uh, <laughs> but I kind of gave this to my son uh-huh. who used it to kill these people. Yeah. So they wouldn't be dead if it weren't for me. <laughs> okay. Okay, so. I know you gave it to your son. Right. And he takes the sword okay. and puts it in his scabbard. Oh, that's all. Oh, this, s- this is going to be... That's mine, though. Yeah. You know, okay, look, I kind of made an argument as to why it should be mine, and you've just taken it. Okay, so you haven't really... I, I've used talking, okay, and I'm a man of peace, and that's why I should, talk. Dave, Dave, can you step in here and DM this shit, please? <laughs> Everyone in this room has worked this out except for Eden, so I'm going to let this play out. Sorry, I, play I out. also haven't worked it out. Yeah, yeah. But so Dave, Dave, Dave you? can you make them at least? Can you make? Can you make Father O'Gribbit's roll? Wait a minute! Wait a minute! I, I I look at him real close, and I put up one hand, and then the other hand, and do we do like a mirror thing? Yeah, we do. <laughs> okay, good. Wait, wait. Let me see if I got your name written down somewhere here. Byron. That's right, Dad. Good job, boy. You made a whole war. Great. Look look what you did. That horny forest is gone because of you. Look. Yeah. How did you not recognize your own son? He looks much older. He has a He's beard. older than Baston, probably. He is older. The yeah, father, right. yeah, he's about... Yeah, he's probably about... 15 years older. Yeah. Byron, Byron, Byron. I did a great job. <laughs> <laughs> well, I meant what I said, that you did the best you could. And take that how you will. I've taken it pretty well, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, great. <laughs> 
Alright guys, we've got a lot to discuss, but we've really got to get this corpse out of here. End the war. Bingo bango. We'll talk later. Filch, grab the grab the uh, lady's body. I'm just gonna check that Strahd is still dead real quick. As Byron says that, he pulls out a canister and a small it, what looks actually like a large ornate drill bit. He screws it into place, pours oil in it, starts to whir, and he pushes it against the wall. There are four small controlled explosions, and then it whirs off, creating a small crawl space through the wall that people could escape as it heads up to the surface. Nice. Um, he became an adventurer and a scientist. Wow. <laughs> I'm a good dad. You are... <laughs> And he's really distracted. He's like, you are unequivocally not that. <laughs> and then he goes back to his work. Um, Dave, as uh, Baston takes the, the, the coffin off um, uh, Strahd, yeah. I have it written on my sheet here... Oinkers, moinkers? That, <laughs> that several months ago, and I don't know, I honestly don't remember this, but apparently several months ago, I hid a clove of garlic in my foreskin. <laughs> that is true. I don't remember it, but Alex can look. It says. You know, I, I know the scene you're talking oh, about. There's, my a terri- there's a terrible diagram. So I, Dave, I know what you're talking I'm about. I'm gonna put my dick garlic in Strad's mouth in case he turns vampire, and it burns out. No, you know what? I put 80% of his mouth. I put a little bit in his dick. <laughs> so if he in case, a, in case he meets a vampire. No, if he wakes up as a vampire, his mouth will burn and his dick will burn. And I think that's. That's I think smart now we all mind. understand. But if he's not a vampire, you're just defiling a corpse two ways. <laughs> but Alex, isn't he a bad corpse? If you realise he's not a vampire after the garlic's in the mouth, will you stop doing the dick thing? <laughs> well, no, it's, it's, I have no dick garlic left. It's, it's, the, it's, it's one the last action. of it. This right. is the last of my dick garlic. Okay, a couple of things about this thing. Firstly, you wrote that note. I know what it means. It was something you tried to convince Byron to do. No, 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 because he didn't want it, I think, and so I, I put and it in And I have mind. no problem believing that that's the case. <laughs> you didn't tell us, but, but let's assume that when he didn't want to stick garlic in his dick, you were like, oh, well, there's nothing else. Went for a penny and bought this garlic. And Where are, where are you going to put it, Dave? They're going to take everything else off me when I get arrested it's to go to the prison. That's yeah, a great point. Yeah, you had garlic this whole time. This, this whole time. In... All right, so great, excellent. Well, make for me a quick dexterity check. A little sleight of hand, I guess, or what? <laughs> so when I push open the sarcophagus... What He's going to push you aside and just start oh. cramming garlic into orifices, anything he can but see. What's, but what's in the sarcophagus? Well, you won't know because you try to open it and Friso just pushes you to the side. <laughs> okay. So wait, this is Strahd's coffin that we're yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But what? the controlled explosions were on whose? And who's, who's picking up the body of Petrina? I was I going to. Yep, okay. The explosions are on the wall. The, the, oh, that's right. It's the escape. Yeah. How many cloves are in a regular piece of garlic? Oh, my God. I don't want to do this. Let's say eight? Wait, wait, wait. Sure. You, I, said, I, you said a cult. Did you a put clove. a bulb of garlic <laughs> in your... <laughs> I meant bulbs. I meant bulbs. I meant bulbs. You can't... You, you, did you didn't put a whole bulb of garlic. This is chaos. No, because remember we were in the prison and that person looked at my dick and you said my dick was great, which means I could probably fit a whole... Bob of garlic in a Dave, actually. Yeah, because that? that's the rubric. Do you remember when Pete? You know, you know that. You know, you know <laughs> on the internet, you can go on websites where you can. Dave's <laughs> <laughs> packing up his laptop and he's walking off. Fuck on. this. Okay. On the internet, you can go on websites where you can upload a picture of your penis and people will rate it. Now, it's an unspoken rule that on these websites. Oh, the coffin's empty. Oh. oh! You, 
Save that garlic freezer. <laughs> it's going back where it came from, Dave. You open the coffin and the coffin is empty. Dust oh. and corpse dust billows out, but the figure of Strahd seems to have been gone for decades. At that moment, Filge races out from the other room, halting, it has to be said, not the corpse of Petrina Velikovna. What am I holding? Nothing. <gasps> because the corpse of Petrina is missing. I push off Sergei's lid as well. Corpse dust billows out. Yeah. You scrabble your hands around yeah. inside <laughs> and just fuck up a skeleton. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so Strahd and Petrina are missing. Yes, and still in his corpse finery in the clothes he was buried in, you can see the skeletal remains of one Sergei von Zarevich. Well, Vale, brother, peace out. Sorry that you died in this timeline as well. Strahd. I knew he'd be a vampire. The figure of Byron. Byron is confused. Byron has obviously been training for this moment for a while, executing a mission for days, and he sinks to his knees as now you can hear pounding on the... Am I correct in saying this? Boofed door? Boofed. Boofed day. <laughs> it's like you don't even care. Jesus, Dave, a boofed door. There are children this thing. <laughs> yeah, what? He's going to go out there and fuck the door, Dave? Come on. It's like, the, it's like there's a script. And everyone has it except for me. <laughs> uh, Byron, Baston uh, puts his arm around Byron and said, There, there, son. We'll get him next time. None of this makes sense. None of this... <laughs> None of this makes sense. It, she, she should be here. They've said they've had the corpse for a hundred and fucking hundred uh, ninety years. This, this Byron, you fool! You should have taken the garlic when I gave it to you. <laughs> this, and Str- I, I watched Strad die. I, I, I killed him. I, I watched him die. He, sh- he should, he should be in there and all bony. The Barovians, he goes on to say. This has always been their trump card, their ace in the negotiations of this war that never ends. They have the body, and they, when, when a truce was offered that they would accept, they would give the body back to the Carcosans. They, they, Ravenloft has always promised to one day return the body, but if it's not here, then... And then he, and then he goes, holy shit, what if they never had it? Well, that looks like it's the case. What if... Because I saw her die too... Because you didn't. No. You need to confess. Actually, Father Oak. No, you, I, could, you know, the, the <laughs> confessor hat and the stole are on the floor. <laughs> yeah, put it on. I'll tell you a story. All right, I'll put it on. Hello. <laughs> you, don't need to do, you don't need to do the voice. You're undercutting a moment for me if you do the voice. What? My son. Confess your sins li- to live, me. I can live with the voice. Forgive me, Paylor, for I have committed the sin of murder. I did murder Strahd von Zarevich, but I did not kill his brother and I did not kill his sister-in-law. Oh, there was no kebab? There was no (laughs) kebab. Who killed? Just taking back Bering's dad and I think I know what you mean. No. Yeah, okay, no. Did he mean kebab? After you guys came and got it into his head that he'd become a vampire and fall in love with his brother's sister, he... He avoided her. He avoided her for his brother's wife, I should say. Sorry, this is this guy at the camp who I think married his fucking 
mum or something and it's just on my mind. But after, oh, that's Bluedolph. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys meet him? Freak. Anyway. Yeah. Absolute freak. So he avoided him. He, he avoided him for, for, for a decade. You know, his brother would send a, a, a raven, say, come to the castle, come to Carcosa. Having a board game's nice. Having a, yeah, we're going to play Settlers of fucking Catan. You know, but he didn't want anything to happen. No, so he stayed away. <laughs> well, that... That can't... That won't make any sense to the podcast audience. <laughs> but then... But then ten years after you guys left, the year was 37 FR... I don't know why. I mean, people don't say. People don't say. It was 1987 <laughs> that, that AD. Uh, but we do here. And uh, they showed up one day at the castle, just surprised him for, yes. his, for his birthday. Petrina and, and Sergei. And I could, I could see Strahd just turn white. And in that moment, I knew. I knew that he'd just completely become enthralled by her. And he tried to, you know, keep it from me. But we were pretty close. So one night, in fact, the night they arrived, I woke up because I got a bad feeling and saw Strahd coming out of his brother's room and he was holding a knife. And I thought, i got to stop this. So I charged at him and he charged at me and I, Dad, I took your sword, just like you'd said, and, and, and I tried to fight him with it, but it wasn't strong enough and he took it from me and then there was a, a scramble and, and, and some yelling and all of a sudden Petrina was there and she'd heard the noise and she'd come and Strahd, he didn't mean to do it, but he'd run her right through with it. Oh. Anyway, he let out a scream and, and, and I took his dagger and, and I, yeah, I did kill him, but by then she was dead and he'd already killed his brother and he'd wounded me pretty bad and I passed out and everybody thought it was me. So yeah, I did kill Strahd, but you know, context is important. Wow, 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 wow. But I saw him die and I saw her die. And while I was in prison, I know they were put in this tomb. Yeah, right. There's pounding now on the boff door as <laughs> you hear figures in the distance say, make way for Commander Ravenloft. And then there is a crack as a battering ram begins to break down the door which is something I presume you can do in the situation absolutely battering ram downstairs is difficult it's hard <laughs> it's going to take but them a second yeah, oh just the physical oh, this is weird I keep hitting the stairs it's like we're right behind trying me. to move a couch no turn oh well son Looks like you're in quite the pickle here. <laughs> there is the whining gives up as you can see that this tunnel has been dug out the side as the battering ram hits the doors again. You're still, as I said, in the sarcophagi. There is the the coffins arrayed in front of you. The daggers are still there. The name sword has been taken by Byron. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got it. As he picks up the sword and starts rushing, um, not rushing actually, as if in a daze, walking out through the corridor like a man who has dedicated his entire life to a mission where he doesn't know the next step. Guys, we're going to get out of here. Well, sounds like a plan. Should we dive towards that tunnel? Yeah. Let's do it. You alright, dude? No. <laughs> you all race up through the tunnel a few, and as you do, you notice that Byron has stopped walking, confused, and sinks down to his knees, looking at the coffins and then looking back up at all of you. 
You know? What's going on? You know what I do, son? Whenever I've lost something, I retrace my steps and think, where did I see this last? Well, I saw them last go into the mausoleum and be interred. And there was some sort of commotion a little while while I was in prison and then they sent the... The commotion. What did you hear? Go back. Back in time. 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 <laughs> Hang on. And he rushes back to Sergei's, um, Sergei's thing and he looks at the bones and he takes he, he, out... He, yeah, he actually he, he says, he says it. He goes, I heard the sound of stabbing. A, it, it was uh, what woke me up that night. Loud sound of stabbing. <laughs> squelch, squelch. No, stabbity, stabbity, stabbity. It was terrible. It was furious. It was like an axe into wood. I was in the next room and I knew that something terrible had happened when I woke up that night. And I walked in through a darkened corridor, pitch black, and the only thing I could see was a glint of light for a second as the light from my room shone into the corridor and then refracted on a point in the room and illuminated the figure of Strad. And that point was just lying there, a small point of light, a pin that had fallen, which I realized, he goes on to say, was the signet pin of Sergei, and it had fallen. And that's when I saw from the light that had bounced off it, illuminating Strad, holding the dagger, I knew that Sergei was dead. It was all there. It was right in front of me. Uh, you spell it out a little more clearly for yes. us? <laughs> the door splinters and light floods into the mausoleum, illuminating the frescoes of the three figures, Sergei, Petrina and Strad. I'm going to cast Hunger of Hadar in the doorway to slow them down so we have time to get right. out. What, what do I see amongst the bones? Make a perception check. Oh, I'm always good at these. Oh yeah, uh, sixteen. You di- looking through the bones, you see the funerary gowns of Sergei interred in the clothes that he was wearing the night that he died. His, you can see this in an old, stilted ceremonial suit. Still, a hundred years later, the old remains of a dagger wounds cut through the side of his blouse and a cravat tied around his neck with a pin on it. Okay, I'll take that pin. This Was this what you were looking for? Yeah, that's the... But wait. No, this had a fucking huge... Sto- I told you it illuminated a pinpoint in a room. Oh, it had a rock in it. Yeah. Somebody's stolen the jewel of the Nile. <laughs> <laughs> and as the light shines down into a mausoleum of a castle not yet built, you, the three of you, Bobby... Friezo, Bobby, sorry, Bobby, Byron, and Baston. Don't forget Dunaface! <laughs> I'm getting to that. I'm painting a picture. Stare at the pin and look at it. Indeed, a stone has been taken off it. As all of you look up at the fresco now, illuminated by the light from the corridor, you can see the figure of Sergei, his cravat-worn, ceremonial dress intact, and a brilliant diamond Im- um, attached to it. This diamond that is now missing... To your side, the figure of Filge hyperventilating, slowly breathing down, her rage slowly subsiding as she hefts the warhammer that is all that she now carries, despite the many magical items that all of you have found on the way, reduced now to one weapon, a piece beside 
her still channeling dark magics, the figure of Frizo creating a storm of evil necromancy that is already killing, I have to say, dozens of guards and they're dying crook. It's not good. They're like, it's the first of all, the steps turn to mud and then they turn to tentacles and then the tentacles are just bashing them together. But Dave, as each of them dies, they become a specter who helps kill the next one. But that spectre kills that. You and, know what I mean? So and Frizo is smiling and tears <laughs> are running. Each of them gives me several temporary Down his, so his cheeks and he is for one moment truly alive, oblivious to anything else that is happening. And he's just muttering to himself, Frizo, I have something to confess. <laughs> and he's dressed as a priest, if that does anything for you. He's also dressed as a priest. And that is certainly a podcast <laughs> that we call Dragon Friends. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. The Dragon Friends are Alex Lee, Eden Lacey, Simon Graner, and Michael Hing. Our dungeon master is Dave Harmon, with NPC voices provided by Ben Jenkins and live accompaniments by Tom Carty. Shikura Khan is our producer. The podcast is edited, mixed, and mastered by me, Hugh Guest, and new episodes are recorded live at the Comedy Store in Sydney on Gadigal land in the Yora Nation. This podcast is made possible by the contributors to the Dragon Friends Patreon, who receive early access to ad-free episodes as well as exclusive content every other week. Until next time. Make a hundred mistakes and make a hundred more But don't worry that's what time travels for You can always go back And try again And if you go back And kill your friends You can always go back An extra few seconds You can always go back But as we're wrapping up um, As Alex mentioned before Someone, one of us Is about to move continents For a little while um, he's skipping town because he's done some murders. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And I think we should just say in front of everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Eden, yes. um, I'm glad. No, <laughs> it's um, it's it's going to be it's going to be a rough time to to not do this with you for a yeah. while. Oh, that's um, lovely of you to and, say. Um, and if you start a rival podcast, we'll kill you. Yeah, we'll fucking <laughs> yeah. we'll fucking come for you, son. Don't think okay. we don't think we can't find where you are. Yeah, I'll I'll send you a message. <laughs> I'll say, hey, man, where are you? And you'll say, I'm here. And then I'll say, blam! <laughs> you know, because you joined, you joined us like after we started the podcast and we, we weren't really sure. Like, he's you not know. dying. No, he's... We have, oh, some, we have some other news yeah. for you. <laughs> and, and, and like, obviously, like, as soon as you joined the podcast, we were like, oh, fuck, we need to have Eden back every week because he's mm. the best. Uh, and obviously, like, last and the podcast like, was And the only so one who knows how to play Dungeons & Dragons. <laughs> so for, like, I don't know, six years or whatever it's been, it's been a, it's been a real joy to play with so you. So let's all raise our glasses to Eden Lacey. We should safe travels. Oh, thank you. Yes. I'll be back. And I'll be back. Yes. Sometime. Uh, yeah. Uh, and if I'll you see Eden, too. he's leaving the country... As a personal affront to you. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically. Take it personally. Um, but until next time, thank you so much for coming. And goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for this. Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 